What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Booth Review. As always, I'm your host, Devin Primrose, joined by my brother from another mother, Mr. Blake Ivy. Hey, man. Happy belated Christmas. What's going on? Belated Christmas. Yeah, not just. I'm here at my parents' house, so if you're watching online, you can see this is not my normal setup. This is my parents' basement. I'm in. I'm in my parents' basement. That's. It's like the the sweaty 30 year old living in his parents basement. i mean it's got it's gotta, it's gotta be real sweaty in that fuzzy onesie you rocking over Dude, there this thing this thing is dope so this is a this is like a sherpa hoodie and let me just show you this this is it goes all the way to my ankles yeah. it's all the way to my ankles it's awesome it's just like a big old hoodie it's just like hey, a hoodie it's like a hoodie that had a baby with a robe and i love it and I don't think I'm ever going to wear anything else. So I was about um, to say, knowing you, that fits you perfectly. Yeah, you're just gonna, I love hoodies. Every single time I'm going to be at your house, you're just going to be in that. That's, gonna that's what's going to happen. Yeah. If you guys <laughs> if you guys are coming over for New Year's Eve, I will be there. I'm going to be in this. I promise. <laughs> uh, and how much am I wearing underneath it? You can leave that to your imagination. You know? However that's, much you want me to be wearing. That's that's a on lot? a that's on a need to know basis. That's what that yeah. is. <laughs> most people you don't need to know. And most people you probably don't want to know. Oh man. You uh you have a good Christmas, man? I ask you the same thing. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't bad. Uh, we went up to went up to Wilmington, visit the wife's family, and uh it was a good time. Uh got to play a decent amount of disc golf, which is always fun. Yeah. Um it was very cold and windy the first day, so might have been a mistake, but uh, you know, I only lost one disc, so that's good. That's that's good. That's good. But yeah, oh it was a fun time. We got to spend some time with her parents, um, and her sister was there, and so yeah, good good times were had. What about you, Matt? Nice. Uh, yeah, it was good. We uh, been here at my parents' house and uh, staying here for a couple days. So uh, all the my kids and my sisters. She's got a one year old, and so. You know, them just playing around is super fun, and yeah, it's great. Eating a lot of junk food. I'm definitely coming back fatter than when I left, which is fine. I have this giant hoodie that can hide my figure until I get it, until I get things tight again, uh, or almost like tight in theory, right? And by the only thing tight is my pants. That's what's tight. Is my belt is a little tight. But yeah. um, yeah, I hear you on that. Yeah, man, it was it was good. Uh, it was a it was hard to watch football because, you know, you're just, like, doing family things and, like, yeah. out out and about and, you know, just hard to hard to keep up with it a little bit. But, um, you know, we, we, we do our best for here on the podcast. Yeah. Keep you informed, the listener, uh, and give you our opinions. So we're doing things a little short because I am at my parents' house, and so they're, like, up, they want to play games. And so we're going to keep it, like, a shorter episode. So instead of doing each of us having a best of the booth and an end of the review – we just have a collective best of the booth from the show and a collective under review for the show. So, uh, Devin handled the best of the booth. And so, I'm uh, what we, what we got for our best of the booth for week 16 of the NFL season. So, for best of the booth, uh, I tried to narrow it down to just one, but I could not. There was at least two notable performances to mention. Uh, okay. the first was. Carolina Panthers taking care of business against 
arguably the hottest team in football in the Detroit Lions, and looking dominant in, in doing so. Uh, if you don't think coaching is huge in the NFL, look no further than this team. Yep. About five weeks into the season, they fired then-head coach Matt Rule after falling to a 1-4 record. They then traded away star running back in face of the franchise, Christian McCaffrey. And what have, what have they done since? They've gone 5-5 five and five under interim head coach Steve Wilkes and are one game back in a tight, tight division race. Uh, yeah. I just want to say, Steve Wilkes should absolutely get the head coaching job for next year. I think he's done everything he can to to prove that he deserves a shot uh, running that team for a full season. You don't think they're going to hire Nathaniel Hackett? I think they're going to pass on that. Uh, but this, this Carolina Panthers squad... Could very well be hosting a playoff game in about three weeks' time, which is I hope so, which man. is crazy. Uh, and in a big must-win game on Sunday, their pair of running backs absolutely delivered with two 100-yard rushing performances each. The Carolina Panthers had 320 total rushing yards on the day. Uh, Deontay Foreman, 165 yards. Old Chubba Hubba with 125. Just flat out. Fantastic, dominating uh, rush attack from this Panthers team. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a little, it's a little worrisome seeing the the Lions get so dominated from a team like the Panthers that is good, maybe hovering around the mediocre area of the NFL, probably a little bit better than than what a lot of people think they are. Um, but the Lions were looking fantastic, and they just fell flat. Um, and so a, and a game the Lions that, are not as good as half of this podcast. I mean, has tried to say they are. I still don't believe that. I think that weather played a factor in this one. It was incredibly cold in Charlotte, uh, and I don't know. I I think this Panthers team is better than a lot of people give them credit, including me. Um, and maybe I, the Lions. I tried to warn you. you did. I almost you did. I almost picked the Panthers. <laughs> Didn't I say that if this one were was it? It wasn't in. It was in Carolina. Yeah, it was. It was in Charlotte. Yeah, I was. I. I was. Man, I really regret not picking it because yeah. I said I was like, Panthers defense looks really good. The thing that is the worst about the Lions is their run defense. They just like don't yeah. scare me there. It was just a bad. It. It was the ultimate bad matchup for the Lions. Yeah, and um, it showed up. I mean, it showed that on Sunday for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but from from one team. To another, where they traded a quarterback. Yeah, they traded their quarterback Baker Mayfield to the Rams, and I would be risk we miss if I didn't also mention what the Los Angeles well, Rams were able they to didn't do. Trade him to the Rams. Oh, that's true. They 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 cut they him cut and him right. And the, the Rams, Rams picked, picked him up, up on waivers. Yeah. But what they did on Sunday against the Broncos was amazing. Ridiculous. Uh, in a meaningless game for both teams, LA put up fifty-one points on what had been a stingy Broncos defense and what would inevitably be the final nail in Nathaniel Hackett's coffin. Uh, this defense... It took too many, his coffin had needed too, too many. Too many. Too many nails. Uh, but this defense was only allowing 18 points a game going into Sunday, but that didn't matter. 
Uh, LA went on a scoring spree led by Baker Mayfield and Cam Akers. Mayfield went 24 of 28, which is, I believe, uh, I did the math earlier, but it's somewhere over 85%, which is ridiculous. Uh, 230 yards and two touchdowns, showing flashes of why he was drafted first overall just a few years ago. And Cam Akers racked up 118 yards with three touchdowns on the ground. Uh, just an incredible, incredible outburst of offense. So those are my picks for best of the booth. Could not narrow it down to one. I have an honorary legit or counterfeit here okay. that I planned on. Let's do it. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Yep. Do we think that this is him in uh, – sorry. Uh, I'll frame this more in the form of a, a better question. Baker Mayfield is the starting quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams in the 2023 NFL season. Legit See, there's such there's a huge variable there, and that is the health of Matt Stafford. Is it? It is. It definitely. is. It is though. It is though. It is though. It is though. Matthew Stafford was doo doo. Matthew Stafford also just won a All Super season. Bowl with him. He also just won a Super Bowl with him ten months ago, eleven months ago. That's so, a long ten or eleven months for Matt Stafford. Apparently. Listen. Listen, I I can't sit here and definitively say that Baker should be the starting quarterback over them. I will say this, though. At the very least, I think they should go into training camp with both of them on the roster. And if Stafford's healthy, Baker cannot can, you know, do what he can do to outplay him in training camp. Uh, but I would offer that kid at least the backup job to Stafford moving forward if he's willing to take it, which he might not be. Because knowing Baker, he probably wants to go play somewhere. And I can't blame him. He's putting up good like he's played incredibly well there. Over three games there, he's tossed for he's tossed yeah. um almost six hundred yards, sixty nine percent completion percentage. I think he has I wanna say I looked all this up earlier and I've completely forgot, but I want to say it's like four or five touchdowns, just one pick. And which th- those are Fine numbers in a in a good offense like like McVay's offense, especially um, like when that offense is so depleted compared to what it could yes, be. Yes, there's no Cooper Cup. There's n- no running game. The offensive line is terrible. Yeah. So to me, I'm like seeing what Baker's doing, and it's like, well, yeah, like he's doing this with so little, especially if he can continue to do this over the last couple couple weeks. Right. Unless they go draft the quarterback, which is entirely likely. Um. I mean, they they could be pretty quick to take a QB in but, this draft. But you're going to miss out on one because you don't have your first-round pick. Oh, that's right. They don't. Yeah. I mean, if, so if, if, they're, if they're taking one, it's going to be in the second or third round, which, you know, you're not getting the top guys like, a, you know, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or any of those guys. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, Aaron Donald. I like the idea of Baker in McVay's offense. I think. Me too. Like, this kid has so much talent. Like, like we've we've seen it. It's just not been consistent. And I do think a lot of that is the fact that he hasn't been in a consistent offense for an extended amount of time. And yeah. so, if you give him a whole off season to work with with Sean McVay and go into next season as the guy, yeah, I don't know, man. It could be it could be a lot of fun out in L.A. And and I think that L.A. is a great spot for a guy with the personality that Baker has. I yeah. think I think that would be. I mean, that's like if he's playing well, that's that's like must see TV, man. Right. Yeah. He's got he's got that superstar potential and and the uh, like the drive, you know. Right. He, like he wants to put on a show because it's L.A. Yeah. So, but the problem with yeah, Baker, the problem with Baker is I feel like 
the highs are high and the lows are very low. There's yeah. no like there's no like middle ground of him, you know, Mike being Whiteson. okay. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Who we got uh, under review? Of, yeah, speaking of lowest of lows, uh, this week under review, we're throwing Tua Tongue of Iloa right under the bus. And yeah, I'm saying his name because I'm flexing that I can say his name correctly. This is like the second time in three or four weeks <laughs> that we've put him under review. Yeah, he's. I don't know what it is, man, but like he went from being arguably the most act. I mean. Tyreek Hill wasn't lying for the first 15 games of the season, first 14 games of the season. Yeah. Tua was like the most accurate. He was ridiculous. Absolutely just throwing dots, hitting dudes wide open. I mean, making great passes over the top. Tua looked awesome. This week, what's what's weird is that he had a still a pretty good game. He had like a 64, 65% completion percentage, threw for 310 yards um, against a Green Bay defense that, can be good, but isn't always. Um, but he had three interceptions, which is way too much. Like yeah. for for a quarterback that you expect to be in the top five conversation, which he has been all year, for him to throw three picks, and uh, you know, I I went and watched each one of those picks because it's like, hey, I don't want to put the guy under review if they were all like tipped balls, right? No, they were all bad reads where he threw it right to a linebacker who either he he didn't see in coverage or the linebacker was somewhere in coverage that he didn't expect or he's not used to it was just very weird um so yeah it and and those picks cost them the game they, yeah that the dolphins should have won that game and and probably could have saved those three two picks yeah so you know it, it's just I got to put him under review because, you know, again, once we get towards the end of the season, it's it's hard to pick things that are um, that are surprising because most of the stuff in the is like, oh, okay, well, you know, we expect Derrick Henry to go off. We expect for the Falcons to to blow it. We expect for um, you know the Saints to be bad or or, or whatever it is. Um, well, which they beat the Browns, but um, you know, we ex- so much of it we expect, um, and so Tua. You're under review. Stop throwing to the other team. And now yeah. he's got another concussion, which, you know, allegedly this is only his second concussion. Uh, we all know it's his third. But right. Yeah. We all know that's doo-doo. Um, so, yeah, I, I hate it for the for the Dolphins because it's a fun team, man. Like, it's a team to root for. Mike McDaniel might be my favorite head coach in the NFL. He's hilarious. Yeah. He's a br- He's genius. Um. Yeah, I just I don't know what to do with Tua right now, man. And and this team without Tua is is not anywhere close to a contender. And in, in my opinion, I I think that Tua is the only thing that makes this team a contender. You you take him out and put in I don't even know who who's gonna start for them Teddy, this week. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I I mean that's a that's a great backup. Like he's one of the top backups in the league, oh, but he's for sure. a backup for a yeah, reason. Yeah. And and I don't think that what you're gonna see from from Teddy B is gonna be anywhere close to what we saw from Tua. It's tough, man. They've they've really put themselves in a a very tough spot, um losing four in a row like they have, because they have the Patriots and the Jets over the next two weeks, which are two good teams uh that, that you could definitely lose to if you're playing the way they they are, um, and 
if they lose both of those, they're almost definitely going to be missing the playoffs. Uh, they would need a lot of help from a lot of other teams. And, and even if they lose one of those games, it's still going to take a lot of help for them to get in just because of the position they put themselves in. So yeah. it's tough, man. Uh, yeah, there's there was uh, somebody put out a video uh, of where they think the concussion happened. Uh, on yeah, Sunday yeah, yeah. of of where his head kind of bounced off right the right yeah. and his numbers before the concussion were nine of twelve for two hundred and twenty nine yards one touchdown zero picks and a nineteen point one yards per attempt um so pretty pretty good day he was having yeah, not like and regular to it yes and then he got he the the way it looked is his head bounced off the turf pretty bad right um which and, is what happened in his other two well. His right. other concussion and his other back injury, right, uh, where his head bounced off the turf. And after that play, he was seven of thirteen for eighty-one yards, six point two yards per attempt, no touchdown, three picks. So definitely a drastic difference if that was the the moment when it happened. Uh, yeah. But I mean, we got to give some credit to to Green Bay's defense because they definitely they they put some pressure on him. The the corners stepped up and. Um, you know, made made the plays when they yeah, yeah. when they were there, and yeah, but this I mean, is not like a great Green Bay defense. It's a t- it's a you know sure it's a t- it's a talented one. I think right. that it is better than what stats say about them because of yeah. like we all know the talent that's on that. It's just it hasn't all clicked. So right. things that clicking for Green Bay, which it definitely looks like they kind of are. Green Bay, I hey. I wouldn't be surprised. Matt LaFleur, undefeated in the month of December. Crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay sneaks into the playoffs and makes it past the first round. I would not be surprised. Just because of the talent level of that team when everything is clicking. But from 85-90% of the season, everything hasn't been clicking. So we'll see what happens. Um, But yeah, to a 100% warranted to be under review. Uh, do we have a legit or counterfeit, or was the one wait, earlier? Wait, yeah, no, just the the Baker one was was my like cool. you know trying to trying to do a shorter episode. I know a lot of y'all have have family time this week, yeah. so it's tough with the holidays. Everybody's busy yeah. uh, going around, hanging out with different people, spending yeah. time away from being able to listen to your podcast. So we yeah. get it, we understand. So I say we just jump on in to week 17 man we got two weeks left it's time we get picky Great. with it getting picky with it getting picky with it getting picky with it getting picky with it do we have uh any update on Eliminated teams, clinching teams. Yeah, I'm just going to... So what I'm going to do at this point is I'm not going to list like the clinching scenarios and who might be clinching and eliminated because it's it's such a toss-up every week. So what I'm going to do is I will tell you who already has clinched and who has already been eliminated. So uh, this week, so far, the divisions have been clinched by Buffalo, Kansas City, San Francisco, and Minnesota have all locked up their division and a trip to the playoffs. Uh, those teams who have locked up a trip to the playoffs, but not necessarily uh, their division, the Chargers have clinched, and they're the only team who has clinched and can't who has clinched a wild card spot. So right. 
They're for sure in, and they for sure can't win the division. Uh, meanwhile, Dallas, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Baltimore, all vying for their division spots, but have all also clinched the playoffs. So all of them are going to the playoffs. Some of them might win the division. Uh, teams who are eliminated, this pile continues to grow. We've got Cleveland, Indy, Houston, Denver, Chicago, Atlanta, the Rams, and the Cardinals all added to the pile. So we, we are, that pile is growing pretty quickly. Um, and so we've got those teams who have been added to those fans who uh, don't really care as much anymore. <laughs> you can include me in that. I don't care as much. I really yeah, just but... am rooting against the Saints and Tom Brady. So let's go Panthers. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Keep pounding. Keep 100%. pounding. Well, I, I do want to ask you real quick. I know we're not a college football uh, podcast, but there are two very important games coming up on New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do we want to pick those? I was going to say, do you have a prediction for those? Oh, so, yeah. So um, starting start off as TCU uh, at Michigan, I guess, at Michigan, because they're yeah. the highest seed. Who you right. got there? Uh, Michigan's absolutely going to win that game. Not even close. I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if TCU does put up a show. They have a very good offense, um, but Michigan's defense is, is really good. So that's, that's what worries me there. Uh, Ohio State at Georgia. Uh, both of them. I'm sure you also are with me that ain't, ain't Ohio 100%. State ain't going to be we're Georgia at this point of the year, it's just like, hey, let's show everybody else why the SEC is the best. So, yeah, Georgia is going to absolutely just dominate Ohio State wire to wire. I would be shocked yeah. if Ohio State ever has a lead in that game. I agree. I agree. So I feel like I don't have to ask, but I'm going to anyways. Georgia, Michigan, who wins it? Uh, I think it's Georgia. I and and you know, like that one, I have no idea because Michigan did look dominant against Ohio State, and so you know they might yeah. put up a fight. Um, that could be a closer game, and and they they could upset Georgia. I, I don't. I, I'm not saying that this Georgia team is unbeatable. Um, but I do think that they are the better team, and so I would pick UGA to win. I I agree. Did didn't Michigan play Georgia last year in the playoff? Isn't isn't that how it shook out? Yes. It was yes. Cincinnati and Alabama, correct? Yes, yes, it was. Because I remember Aiden Hutchinson was against Georgia, and he did literally nothing. Right. It was a complete so, non-factor. I think that game could be close, simply because yeah. Michigan has a little bit of a chip on the shoulder after that game last year. And they right. want to, you know, come out and make a statement. I do think Georgia ultimately wins. I think, yeah. uh, listen, in college football, it's Georgia's world. We're all just living in it. I mean, that's yeah. just, that's the way it is right now. Back to back. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they're going to. Let's do it. All right. Well, let's get things started. Starting us off week 17 on Thursday night football i think this is the last thursday night football of the year because they don't have one on week 18 because everybody plays the same day at week 18 so yeah the last thursday night football of of the year we get the dallas cowboys heading in to nashville to take on the tennessee titans boy what the titans have done to their season it looked promising at one point and it has gone downhill and downhill quick uh dallas cowboys are favored by 10 points i think that is spot on i think dallas is going to absolutely roll over the titans um the titans defense is good at times they have been solid probably the best part of that team all year um but this cowboys offense is capable of putting up some points as we saw on sunday against another very good defense in the philadelphia eagles um so i've got the cowboys in this one i, I think i'd be crazy to pick the titans although the titans Probably need this win a lot more than the Cowboys do. 
uh, with the way the Jaguars are looking to keep pace, they 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 need to get a win here. Uh, but who you got, man? Man, I'll tell you, this one is actually harder. To me, this is like the uh, the Panthers and Lions game last week. That mm. I, although I think that one team is better, it's a bad matchup. Yeah. The Tennessee Titans have the second best run defense in the league. They only give up 80 yards a game. And you know the way to stop Dallas yeah. is to make Dak throw the ball all yeah. day. Um, now, the Tennessee Titans also have the worst passing defense in the league. They are, sorry, second worst. It's them and the Vikings. That's interesting. I didn't know the Vikings' pass defense was that bad. Um, yeah, so it's like, the Titans will absolutely stop you on the run and then give you literally whatever you want via the pass. So that's difficult. But also, Dallas Cowboys have like a bottom 12. They're they're in the bottom half of the league in rush yards allowed. They give up 130 yards a game. Mm. So when you have a Tennessee Titans offense who is coming in who who will average 125 yards a game, you're probably going to give up closer to 150 to 200 yards against this this defense so i'm gonna stick with dallas i think they're the better team especially with malik willis still in because ryan Tannehill had surgery correct yeah, yeah so I, I think he's out for the rest of the season he should call it a career if we're being honest listen i'm not I'm, trying to I'm get kind of with you on that but like just let's just be done uh i'm not sure that malik willis is the answer malik willis looks bad definitely for the most not part. um so he, I think that Micah Parsons is going to make his life in, in a world where rookie quarterbacks tend to hold the ball a little too long. Micah Parsons might have a field day. So, yeah. um, yeah, the the whole Malik Willis thing is really the the kind of the, the decision maker for me on this one. Uh, I think that it's the Cowboys, and I wouldn't be surprised if Derrick Henry has a great day. But I think that Dallas is probably going to stack the box and dare Malik Willis to throw. So we'll see. I'm I'm gonna take Dallas in this one. Yeah, I'm with you for for literally all the same reasons. Uh, I I do think that this could be a, an interesting matchup, uh, a matchup that that could favor the Titans. Uh, but uh, I think the Cowboys they're they're just too good on both sides of the ball. Um, and the Titans have so well, so they did, many. They did lose to the Texans. Or they almost lost to the Texans. Did they lose to the Texans? True. No, they almost lost. And then um, they lost the Jags. That's what the, it is. But the Jags are hot and very good right now. So, or are the Cowboys falling apart? I mean, they might be. They might be. You they did. They out. did just beat the Eagles, even Arthur? though they had a second, you know, second string quarterback in there. But yeah, they beat Gardner Minshew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could see this being surprisingly close, but I still think Dallas pulls away yeah. with it. I think that line of 10 is uh, is probably a little disrespectful. And I would, listen, I know we're not a gambling podcast, but I would expect the Titans cover that 10 points. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with From you on that. From a standpoint. I'm kind of with you on that. Let's head over to Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. First day of January football. It's finally Woo-hoo! here, folks. Finally here. And we got kicking us off. At 1 p.m. over on Fox, we get the Chicago Bears heading into Detroit to take on the Detroit Lions. This Lions team coming off a bad loss to a slightly better than average Carolina Panthers team. Uh, the Lions a are a potential playoff team. Potential playoff team. And, and, and as I said earlier, 
probably better than a lot of people give him credit for, but still has its flaws. Uh, Carolina Panthers. This Lions team, six-point favorites against the Bears. I think that's fair, given where the Bears are. The Bears have nothing to play for at this point. Uh, just pack it in, call it a, a season, get yourself a good draft pick. The Lions have everything to play for. They they could have done a lot with a big win over the Panthers, especially yeah. considering how every other team in the hunt outside of the Packers lost on Sunday. Uh, they could have done a lot by just getting the one win over a probably worse team, but they couldn't do it. Uh, and so now now they put themselves in a bad spot. they got to win every single game that they have left on their schedule, and that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough uh, next next week. It's always tough to get you know back-to-back wins in the NFL. So Detroit, I'm picking you, and I hope, I hope that you get it done against this Bears team because this is a sorry Bears team that has nothing to play for, and you have right. everything to play for. Uh, so I'm picking Detroit. Who you got, man? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to take Detroit. I think that uh, they are the better team. Um, I, I It'll be interesting to see if the Bears run for like 500 yards because the Lions just can't stop it. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how many yards for a Bears team that loves to run the ball, especially with Justin Fields. Um, we'll see if they can do enough to slow them down at least. Because um, if you can keep the ball away from the Lions offense, that spells disaster. Yeah. for this Detroit team. So uh, I do, I'm with you. I think that Detroit is the better team. Um, it's just, can their defense step up and stop the run, which they struggle with? Yep, yep, yep. Moving on to Atlanta. We have the Arizona Cardinals coming into town to take on the Atlanta Falcons. We've got ourselves another bird fight. Uh, bird fight! Big news in this game is that this would be J.J. Uh, Watts last season. He announced his retirement, I think it was earlier today. Um, so, hats off to you, J.J., on what has been a fantastic career, a Hall of Fame-worthy uh, career. Uh, what are you looking uh, as as a Falcons fan? Because this is a meaningless game. Um, right. Atlanta, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Doesn't matter either way. You're, no. play, you're playing for draft position at this point. As a Falcons fan, what are you looking to see in this game from this team? Uh, I mostly want to see Desmond Ritter's development. So far, I've really liked what I've seen from him from the first week to the second week, this last week. Yeah. He looked better. He looked less deer in the headlights than he did the week before. Still some, like, jitters, but he had some throws that were right on the money, and his errant throws weren't awful, right? Like, it's not like, right. oh, man, what was that? Um you know, I, honestly, I think from a passing standpoint, he's better than Mariota. Not nearly the athlete that Mariota was. He's 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 not a bad runner, um, and and he's got a pretty good pocket awareness. Um, if I'm from from what I've seen, which you know that really hasn't been my focus. I'll, I'll try to pay more attention to it this week, um, especially against a Cardinals team who who can get after the quarterback. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll uh. I'll look at his his pocket awareness, but Atlanta still is going to run the ball first and then throw. But he and Drake London have, have had a lot of chemistry. Drake London needs to hang on to the ball. That's what he needs to do. Keep <laughs> fumbling and costing us games. That it's like, what what are you doing? It's like, I think it's three games now that mm. he's, I know it's two in a row that he's fumbled um, and lost the ball trying to fight for extra yards. And then there's the Chargers Khalil Mack 
where Khalil Mack just came and took the ball from him a couple weeks ago. Um, so Drake London's got to get those fumbles under wraps, but their connection and Drake London's ability to high point a ball, and he's just got ridiculous hands and athleticism. Yeah. So I love that. Um, I love Tyler Algier. I love what I've seen from him. I don't expect anything from this defense at all. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it's just about watching Ritter's development at this point. Makes um, sense. I could care less about draft position. I'm not that guy. Now, would I love to be in the top five and get Will Anderson or Jalen Carter? Absolutely. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So I- I'm watching for Ritter. I've got the Falcons in this one uh, just because Cardinals with backup c- quarterback. It, and yeah. I know that the Falcons are bad, but that's real bad. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, you, you mentioned Algier. Uh, he has currently has 817 yards on the season. So with two games left, it's potential to go over 1,000 yards r- rookie season. You think he's a sneaky sneaky offensive rookie of the year pick? Uh, potentially, if this Falcons team did anything else. I mean, yeah. it, it, he's. I think what helps his case is he's got really good yards per carry. Uh, I don't have it right in front of me, but uh, I know that, that because they share the backfield so much, um, his yards per carry is pretty good. He's got uh, four point nine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're talking five yards a carry. That's Nick Chubb territory. Yeah, right he's here. he's so, top. He's tenth in the league, so top ten in yards per carry. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, maybe the offensive rec- what, the receivers have been great though. So true. Um, I, I mean, tough. true, but there hasn't been like a, in my opinion, there hasn't been like a clear cut standout consistent one all season yeah uh, and as far as the other rookie running backs you look at kenny walker out in seattle he's he's dealt with injuries he's battled injuries you look at damian um pierce. damian or pierce uh and and houston and and Brees hall in new york yeah. both dealt with injuries um the only other wide receiver that i think's been fairly consistent is chris olave in in yeah. new orleans and maybe at this point he's Maybe the favorite for for offensive rookie of the year, but I think that's a wide open race. And I, yeah. I don't know. I just I think Algier deserves a little bit of love. I like it. I, I hope so. that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, especially if you go over a thousand yards as a yeah, rookie as a running rookie. back, like that's that's pretty good, especially yeah. on a bum team like the Falcons. Yep. So, yeah. Well, let's head up to Arrowhead, where we have the Denver Broncos with a new interim head coach heading in. Kansas City to take on this Chiefs team that keeps on rolling. Uh, the Chiefs are 13 and a half point favorites. Uh, I would mention who the Broncos interim head coaches, but I don't know off the top of my head um, because why should I follow anything this Denver team does? All I um, needed to know was Nathaniel Hackett is gone. He's done. The uh, the Hackett era is over with, and I'm sure that that team is happy. Those fans are happy, and probably most Importantly, Russell Wilson is happy. Um, do you have a name? I don't have a name. I do remember that he they brought him in to be the the clock management advisor. Like that's what they brought him in to do. So, oh boy, yeah, that already yeah. sounds that already sounds that sounds like a terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it cannot be worse. I mean, you say that. You it say can, that. Man. It can't be worse. <laughs> Well, they just got a 50-burger laid on them by the Los Angeles Rams, who are a far inferior offense uh, to this right. Kansas City Chiefs offense. I wouldn't be surprised to see another 50-burger laid on them. I, 
just think the Chiefs are are that good. Like this is a very yeah. good team that plays very good down the stretch every single year. Um, so I'm going with Kansas City. I think it's a pretty easy pick. Who you got, man? Yeah, same. I'm going Kansas City. Um, there was a little bit of part of me that's tempted to take them just as like a, um, they they come out and they uh, like take revenge against Nathaniel Hackett by playing really well, and Russell Wilson might come out and have a perfect QBR. If and- Russell Wilson goes off. The entire world will know that it was Hackett the whole time. I like that's really what I hope happened. Like that's what I'm rooting for. Is it's like, yeah, it was not Russ. Like it's not Russ's problem. But everybody loves to make fun of Russ, and it's like, there's also cook, and there's also a, like a clear spaghettios fruitcake. There was a video uh, of a play that I saw where I can't remember which receiver it was. It was uh, he was wide open on on the sideline, and Russ instead. He's sitting there waving his arms at Russ, like, look over here, here I am. And instead, he passes it, uh, and, and I believe it was a, a, turned out to be an interception. Uh, and I just think there's not there's not good chemistry there. Like, I think yeah. the chemistry is missing, and I do think that the head coach probably has something to do with that. Uh, part of your you job. when I picked Russ to win MVP this year? I just I, I, I don't blame you, though. I don't blame you. Like, with the receiving core that was there, with that offense that, that was there, like he should have been much better. And like this is a guy that has had Hall of Fame type career yeah. up to this point, and the one thing really missing from that resume is an MVP or at least a dang MVP vote. And so I don't blame you for doing that, but it hasn't worked out thus far. And this no. team has committed a quarter of a billion dollars into this guy, so. You better hope it pays off you know, next year. Just in case you didn't hear him right, a quarter of a billion with a B. They invested Correct. a quarter of a billion dollars. Correct. Correct. <sighs> yeah, he got he got the Deshaun Watson treatment, and deservedly so. Like this is a guy that arguably deserves it more than Watson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a, it's just a, a messy situation in Denver, and hopefully for Russ's sake and for those fans' sake, they can get it figured out moving forward because. If if it comes out next year and we get more of the same or or slightly better uh, the same, then it's gonna be I don't know what's gonna happen because it it will go down as the worst contract in NFL history. Yeah, yeah, and and like only closely followed by if Deshaun Watson follows in his footsteps of terribleness. And it's not like Denver can do anything because of how nope. much they gave up to get him. Like they can't. Yeah, they can't go out and draft top tier talent because they don't have the draft capital for it. I mean, your your best option is to look at trading Russ a second time. Uh and and if he if he puts up numbers like this year again or like I said before, slightly better numbers, who's going to really want to take that trade? I mean, yeah. It's it's it has potential to be a very very messy situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, in case I didn't mention it, because I don't think I did, I have the Falcons beating the Cardinals uh, in, in oh, the okay. previous game. But yeah, Falcons yeah, Falcons over Cardinals, Chiefs over Broncos in this one. Yep. So let's head up to Foxborough. We have the Miami Dolphins, probably without Tua, because he's in the concussion protocol, mm-hmm. head into New England to take on the Patriots. At home, the Patriots are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I, think that's, I think that's fair, given the current quarterback situation for Miami. Uh, a lot of question marks there, whether Tua will play, whether he won't play. And if he does play, will you get the same poor plays put up for the last four weeks uh, when they've lost four in a row? I I can 
I can say that a lot of the blame for those four losses falls squarely on him. He has he has played incredibly incredibly poor, um, yeah. and and it's it's crazy the turnaround that they've had this season because they started off looking very good. They looked dominant, um, and even in their losses, they still looked good. It's all turned around. Um, yep, I genuinely don't know who to pick in this game. Uh, I don't like where this Patriots team is. I think there's just as, R- just as messy. Just throwing the game away. Yeah, two he, two in a row. Been under under review again this week. Two in a row. Honorary Stevenson is costing the game. I don't think that coaching staff has good unity and cohesion. Is that a word? Cohesion. That's a word. Uh, yep. But it's not. It's not a cohesive unit there be, between the yep. coaching staff. Uh, and I think that's causing a lot of problems, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So I just, I don't know. Like, I want to go Dolphins, but without Tua, it's tough. Man, I don't know who I want to pick here. I'm going to I'm gonna go Miami because I think they're the better team and, wow. and, and, and they need this win. Like, they desperately need to get things turned around quickly. So I'm going Miami. Who you got, man? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Patriots. I think that with, I think I, I think this team lives and dies with Tua, and if Tua is, I I don't think Tua's back. I mean, it. They just announced that he was in the entering the protocol, yesterday. Like, correct. It was a late entry into the protocol. I don't think that there's any way he gets through it, yeah. in time. And I don't like this Miami team with Teddy B. Like. I, and I like Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's a solid, a solid backup quarterback option. But this team, you like, they have to have the stellar passing game that Tua was giving them for the, you know, first twelve games he played or whatever it was. And yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with the Pats. I think that their defense is solid. Um, you know, they've they've lost some close games, and we'll see if they can just kind of like fix you know like just don't play Ramondre stevens in the last drive just take him out <laughs> yeah yeah i mean do something yeah oh yeah i don't i don't love picking the dolphins but i also i don't I just something about that patriots team man i don't i don't love where that team yeah. is at I'm with you so it's, it's a it's a weird it's a weird game to pick but let's yeah. go over to new jersey where we have the Indianapolis Colts coming into town to take on the New York Giants. Uh, I think your guess is as good as mine as to which quarterback is starting this game for the Colts because they keep trying out new things and nothing is working. Uh, I I personally think you should just stick with Matt Ryan. I mean, I, I feel like the move to Foles this week was a move to see if maybe Foles can look like he's looked in the past and... Moving into next season, maybe you got something. Other than that, I don't know why you go to Foles unless Matt Ryan is dealing with some sort of injury. You're playing for nothing. You have nothing to play for. Why? I don't understand it. I don't. I think Jeff Saturday is probably not going to get that job long term. And this is a game the Giants need. I think if the Giants win this game, they're they're in. I think they. I believe that's a clinching scenario. You're the expert on all that, so I don't know for sure. But I believe 
The Giants just need to win one game out of their last two, so... I think that is correct. The Giants are five-point favorites. It's probably going to happen this week, and I don't like that either because I don't think the Giants are a good team. I think they're frauds. Um, but they're in a position to where they can clinch in, in Week 17. So, yeah. oh, man, I really I really want to pick the Colts, but I, I've got to roll with the Giants. Who you got, man? Yeah, I feel like the Giants are like that C student who like barely do, like does the bare minimum and skid, like – skids through into getting a b and you're like what how did you which by that i mean me and you in school um hey i was an a student man i graduated okay. fourth of my class wow i didn't realize <laughs> i was the dumb one on the podcast <laughs> learned something new i'm blake i'm the dumb one on the podcast uh no i yeah i, I had like a 3.7 or 3.5 i don't remember when i was but i was like i was like top quarter of my class so uh, but i also didn't care um, I know you, I don't think you cared either. But. I didn't care. <laughs> um, okay, so I was the Giants. That's what that's what I was. I was I was just kind of there, and I just I did what I needed to do to get get by and get you know do decent. And I think that's what the Giants have done. I think that yeah. there's something respectable about that. You know that I kind of relate to the Giants that they, you know, they're survivors. They're not thrivers. They're not gonna wow you with anything, but yeah. they're gonna be like, oh, okay, look. Look at the Giants. How inspirational they can make the playoffs after the terrible things that they were last year. Um. Anyway, maybe I need to talk to a therapist. But uh, I'm gonna go with the Giants in this one. I think I'm. You're like, I, if I hadn't just gone on that mini rant about how I am the New York Giants, uh, yeah. I would have gone on a rant that I'm. I might hate Jeff Saturday for how he's treated Matt Ryan. I definitely hate the Colts. Period. I hate them because they've ruined, arguably, the best player that this Falcons team has ever had. Yeah. And they just, I just can't, I can't get into it, but like what, like starting Nick Foles gives you nothing that Matt Ryan. And I love that Nick Foles got sacked 400 times in that game because it's like, <laughs> yeah, what did you think was going to happen? Did you think yeah. that Nick Foles was going to come in and be better than Matt Ryan? Like at what point ever in their careers has Nick Foles ever been a better football player than Matt Ryan? Literally never, literally never has Nick Foles been a better football player than he, Matt Ryan. He's won a Super Bowl. You know who else has won a Super Bowl? Trent Dilfer. You know who didn't win a Super Bowl? Dan Marino. You're going to tell me, you sit there with a straight face and tell me that Trent Dilfer is a better quarterback than Dan Marino? I'm, all I'm saying is that Philadelphia Eagles played the same team that the Atlanta Falcons played. And Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. And wasn't he MVP of that game? I feel like he was. I don't remember. Trent Dilfer certainly didn't win a Super Bowl MVP. But I'm pretty sure Nick Foles did. Yeah, I still I still refuse. I refuse. Matt Ryan was excellent that game as well. He was excellent in his Super Bowl. The defense oh, 100%, absolutely 100%, yes. pooped the bed in that one. Yes. So regardless, I will say that every single day, of his life, Matt Ryan has been a better football player than Nick Foles. Fair. Every yeah, single yeah. day that they both have woken up, Matt Ryan has been better than Nick Foles. So, why are you like, you know what? Maybe Nick Foles is the answer. That's how we'll beat the Chargers. We'll bring out Nick Foles. I, 
I said I wasn't going to go on this rant, and yet here I am standing here. Like I, I almost would understand it if you'd go with Sam Ellinger, even though he's also just dog water of a quarterback. Right. But but and but so he's like, but he's a young quarterback that potentially, right. if if everything is clicking, you can look you, you can look at building around him. Yes, I agree. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but to bench Matt, like Matt Ryan was in street clothes, and I really feel like Jeff Saturday was like, I really wish we could put Matt Ryan in the game right now, and I'm sure Matt was like, Hmm, why am I wearing these clothes? Huh? Huh? If I put on, if I, if I just put on shoes, if I put on golf cleats, I would be the best quarterback standing on the sideline. That, like, so, so that makes me think it's, it's one of two things. I feel like either there is some undisclosed injury to Matt Ryan that just hasn't been put out a, there in, in a, the ether. He was a healthy scratch. That's what he was. He was a, he was a which, healthy scratch. Which, if that is true, then that leads me to presumption number two, which is that the Colts are in fact actually tanking because. That makes me that makes me think that this was a call from the front office to Jeff Saturday saying, "Hey, bench Matt Ryan. We are now tanking. We're playing for a high draft pick. We don't need to win games because there's zero reason to do that unless that is the reason, or if Matt Ryan is, has some kind of undisclosed injury." Yeah, like, and and to me, it's like, well, that makes sense as to why they hired Jeff Saturday. But also, if you want to lose games, you know who is great at losing games? Frank Frank, right? Yeah. You you just you just say, you know what, we're gonna keep him all year. Cause you know what he's not gonna yep. do? Win. Yep. I yeah, I don't I don't know how <sighs> Jim Mercer's an idiot. Let's just go with that. He's an idiot. I mean I don't it, know what he's doing. The Colts are putting themselves in a really weird position of like building for the future. Like they're they're that team is truly Probably one of the few teams that that really is like a quarterback away from being a contending champion. At least, at least we all think so on on paper. That defense is is pretty solid. The offensive line is presumably should be pretty solid. Uh, the the weapons there on the offense between Jonathan Taylor, which granted he's injured, uh, right. but Jonathan Taylor, stud running back, Michael Pittman, solid wide receiver. Like there's weapons there, and if if they had a a championship caliber quarterback, this is a team that could go on a run. However, if they keep putting themselves in this cycle of year after year, who's going to replace Andrew Luck from five years ago? It's not going to work for them. And and they're in a really weird spot now to where I'm almost at the point to where I, I want to say, Indy, just tear the whole thing down, sell yeah. off your assets, get as many draft picks as you can, and go ahead first into a rebuild because – you're not doing yourself any favors with the way that you are, are managing this team year in, year out uh, from, from a, a personnel standpoint. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a weird, weird situation. Indy. It's like they're, they're trying to bail water out of a shaking sip, sinking ship with a colander. Like, it's just like, you just, it just keeps, you're getting a little bit out, but you're also not doing a whole lot. And, but like the weird thing is we all like all of us, me, you, Hayden, who we had on on our preview episode, we all bought into this Matt Ryan experiment, yeah. and we all thought this guy is talented enough; he's going to be the answer. Yeah, and, I, I mean, all of us thought that this team. You just said there there may be a quarterback away. I think this proves that they're not a quarterback away. They brought it in might, Matt Ryan, yeah. and like he was awful because that offensive line is awful. Maybe it this could. offensive line has been a lie the whole time. Potentially, potentially. I mean, I, I do think there is. You look at what that team did two years ago with Philip Rivers, and I get it that that like 
there's been some some changes on both sides of the ball in two years. But you look at what they did with Philip Rivers two years ago, and yeah, Philip Rivers was was on you know the tail end of his career. Yeah. But yeah, then then you get Carson Wentz the the next season, who is a drastically worse quarterback than Philip Rivers, and they do slightly worse. It's not as like they went nine and eight versus eleven and five, so it's not like a completely worse team. And now you get Matt Ryan, who maybe Matt Ryan's just maybe he ain't got it no more, man. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's again, it's it's a it's a tough situation they got cooking there. But let's head on up to Philly. Uh, the Eagles are seven-point favorites. That's probably fair. I don't know if Hertz is playing this one or if, if they're still going to stick with Minshew. If it's me, honestly, I would probably sit Jalen for the rest of the season. There's like, I want to say there's there's a two-game lead over... Is there a two-game lead? Now i got to check. But I feel like there's a two-game lead over uh, the Vikings currently. Let me just double check that. So one game lead over the lost, Vikings. I think they yeah. There's a one because game they they lost the Cowboys. Right. There's a one game lead over over the Vikings. You do have the tiebreaker over the Vikings though because they beat them earlier in the season. Dominated the Vikings earlier in the season. You have a two game lead over the Cowboys. I think the chances of you missing out on the top seed and missing out on on the division are so slim at this point. Right. Uh that if it's me what that game against Cow- the Cowboys showed me is, hey, we can compete with Minshew. At the very least, be competitive with Minshew. Potentially win at least one game with Minshew. And if you win one game, you're set. You got the one seed. You got the division. You're it's it's over with. And you have two opportunities to do that. If it's me, I would I would very very much consider benching Jalen for the rest of the season, regardless of where he's at health wise, just so he is one thousand percent ready for the playoffs. Um, but I don't know what they're going to do. And they're hosting the Saints team, which is stinky poo-poo, as still technically alive for, for that division, although that division, Great. nobody wants to win. So I'm rolling. Panthers, Panthers want to win. Maybe. I'm rolling with <laughs> I'm rolling with the Eagles in this one. I think they're much yeah. better. Yeah. Who you got, man? Same. I even think if I, – I really thought that – I was thinking that Jalen was going to be back. Jalen, Jalen was going to be back, but uh, honestly, I think even with Gardner Minshew, this they're going to be in the Saints. Hundred yeah. percent. So, give me the Eagles in this one. I don't care who the quarterback is. You could bring Nick Foles in, and he'd probably be better than yeah. the Saints team. I I would say I think the Eagles get who do they get in Week 18? They get the Giants Week eight, Week 18. So if right. Minshew, so if Minshew goes out there and he can't get the job done on Sunday then maybe consider bringing Jalen back because you do the Giants could be a tough a tough out yeah. or for you. So, you know, do what you gotta do. But I think Minshew can get the job done. If he gets it, if he gets it done on Sunday, start him in week eighteen. There's no point in, in playing Jalen. Uh-uh. Yeah. <clears throat> let's speaking of the NFC South, let's go down to Tampa where we have a very, very big game uh, happening between the Carolina Panthers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is one of the spicier matchups of the weekend. Uh, 
who would have thought these two teams in in January playing meaningful football uh, with the way that they've looked all season? But yeah. here we are, week seventeen, divisions on the line here. I think whoever wins this game is probably going to win the division. Uh, the Bucks win this game; they're definitely winning the division. I think. I want to say they might clinch it, uh, depending on what the Saints do. But the Panthers will need to win this one, and a couple things happen next week if they don't win because um, their records will be tied. But Panthers are in the driver's seat. They go out and get this get this dub. Tampa, three-point favorites. I'm rolling with Carolina, man. I believe in this team. Tom Brady's a doo-doo head. Sticking Dude. by that. Uh, and I can't pull for the, the Bucks. Who you got, man? I'm with you, man. I think the Panthers got this one. I think the Panthers came out and showed how good this defense is against a Lions offense that really is one of the best in the league this mm-hmm. past week. And mm-hmm. and then the the Bucks come out and need an overtime to beat the Arizona Cardinals. Who who was playing quarterback? Trace McSorley? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. The Trace McSorley led Arizona Cardinals. You needed overtime to beat that team. Get out of here. This yeah. Panthers team is far and above a better football team than this Tampa Bay Buccaneers I team. And I, I, I don't know how anybody thinks differently other than people are just blinded by Tom Brady. That's um, what it is. So, I mean, it's hard not to be blinded by Tom Brady and all those stupid Super Bowl rings he has on. Maybe that's why he can't throw the ball. Wearing two, He's probably wearing his Super Bowl rings under his gloves. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's head on up to Maryland where we have another important game. We have the Cleveland Browns who are donezo. They have been eliminated. They have no shot at at a playoff. Uh, But they're heading in to face this Washington Commanders team that needs a win. Needs a win bad. They have a half game lead currently on that seventh wild card spot. Uh, But the Packers are sneaking up. The Lions are sneaking up. Seattle Seahawks are sneaking up. They're all sitting there, right? Just willing to take that, that uh, willing and ready to take that that last spot uh, in, in the playoffs if the commanders falter. And face the Browns team that is talented, uh, but hasn't been able to put it all together. Washington currently are two-point favorites. Part of me really, really wants to take this Browns team. Because I have lost faith in the Commanders. Uh, Heineke was benched on Sunday. and Heineke, I don't think, played terrible in that game. He had two. I believe he threw a pick. And I believe he had a, uh, a strip sack. Um, so a fumble. But strip sacks are hard. Like that's that, So much that's right. not on the quarterback. Especially when it's Nick Bosa that's strip sack. And you're like, come on. What's, what's Heineke supposed what to do? Uh, he got benched. Wentz came in. Wentz looked good, uh, to to his credit. Carson Wentz looked good. Drove him down the field, got a touchdown. Uh, arguably a meaningless touchdown at that point in the game. Um, but I don't know who's starting. I I, I would bet that Carson Wentz is going to start, uh, if knowing Ron Rivera. I think Rivera hasn't had a lot of faith in, in Heineke. I think the only reason Heineke has kept the yeah. starting job is because of the way that team feels about him. Um, and we'll see what happens if and when Carson does start and how that team responds to that. Um, but, man, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick the Browns. I'm going to pick the Browns. Well, Who you got, man? Yeah, I, I, I'm i going to go with the Commies. I still think that they're a better team. This Browns team has underwhelmed 
after after a decent start. You know, the first four or five weeks, it was like, okay, this Browns team looks yeah. like they could be pretty good, especially once Deshaun gets in. I'm sorry that I said his name. My bad. Uh, especially once once the Predator comes back, that you know we can have, you know, be better off. But you know, he's been awful. Great, the world loves it. Everybody loves that he's terrible. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I I think it's it's hard to pick this Browns team who really has they lost the Saints. Like, how True. do you how do you come back from that? <laughs> like, that's rough. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the the Commanders. Um, I, I think that they they just have it a little bit more together than Cleveland I, does. I think part of it for me is that it's the same reason I wanted to pick the Colts over the Giants, where it's like I'm at a point to where I genuinely don't want to see the Giants or the Commanders in the playoffs just because of how those two teams have looked recently. The Giants all season I haven't been a believer in. I would much rather see the Lions. I'd rather see the Seahawks. I would honestly rather see the Packers in the playoffs over those two teams because I think that those other three teams have played better recently. Yeah. The Seahawks, maybe not. Right. They looked really good to start the season. Um, But I just think those three other teams are better stories and have the talent to make for better matchups in the playoffs than what the Giants and Commanders bring. And so the football fan in me is rooting for those two teams to lose because of where those two teams are at, what they look like. Uh, But what happens, happens. Yep. Let's head on out to Houston where we have the Jacksonville Jaguars head in to take on the Houston Texans who got to win. They're 2-12-1 and one now. Uh, Jacksonville on the road, though, are four-and-a-half-point favorites, uh, and I think that's fair. Jacksonville is, is a very hot team right now. They're playing very good football, uh, and they're facing a Texans team that doesn't have much to play for. They have looked good over the last couple weeks. They took the, the Chiefs to overtime. They took the Cowboys almost to overtime, uh, and, you know, they're, they're, they're playing tough fo- football for genuinely no reason. Um, yeah, but maybe Levy Smith is inspiring those guys. Maybe he's working toward uh, getting another contract for next season. Who knows? Uh, but I've got the Jags in this one. <laughs> Give him a contract for next season. Uh... I mean, I mean, I think that I think that if he wants to go into that front office at this point, he has an argument based no. off of based off of the ways that he's had that team playing the last three weeks. And if he continues over week 17, week 18, if that five-week stretch, and he can say, hey, look, look at the way these guys played for me, look at what I've done, with with absolutely nothing to work with, uh, mind you, he might have an argument. He might have a case. I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying it's not outside the realm of possibility. Uh, but I've got the Jags winning this one because the Jags are the better team. Who you got, man? Same. Yeah. Jags are Jags are better. And this is the, you know, the Jags at this point, they're fighting for their lives and, and fighting for a playoff spot. So I yep. think that they're driven and backs are against the wall. So they hungry, man. Duval can hungry. <laughs> well, let's go out to Vegas where we have the San Francisco 49ers heading into Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders who continue to, uh, Stink it up every week. Be exactly what I said they would be. Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, so we're going to continue to say. I'm going to continue to remind you that this is exactly what I expected from the Raiders. 
They lost another one to the Pittsburgh Steelers on Saturday night. And this team is rough, man. They're just, they're not good. They're not good. You were right. I was wrong. Um, there's a lot of talk of Derek Carr potentially playing elsewhere next season, which I don't know how, I don't know how Devontae Adams would feel about that, seeing how Derek Carr was a very big reason why he wanted to go to the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, I think that if you lose Carr, I don't know if Adams is going to play the same. I mean, granted, he hasn't played great this year, but yeah. I don't know, man. It's, that's that's a really tough situation. Um, we'll see what Vegas does in the offseason. But in this game, the Niners are six-point favorites. Uh, I think San Francisco is going to roll. They've looked great even with play, playing with their third-string quarterback in Brock Purdy. Uh, who you got, man? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going with the, the 49ers. I yeah. don't yeah, yeah. see ever a reason to pick this Raiders team uh, unless they're playing somebody that's like the Texans. Like, there's no – why would you pick them? So, uh, yeah. give me the 49ers, especially because I think the 49ers might be – are arguably a top-four team in the league. So, um, I don't think there's yeah. any argument there. They most certainly are. Uh, yeah. Mr. Relevant. Yeah, I mean, Purdy, he's he's looked like the real deal, man. I'm I'm about ready to say he is the real deal. He's pretty uh, good. He's, he's pretty dang good. Let's go up to Seattle. We have the New York Jets flying their way out to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. And we've got a new quarterback. He's back, baby. Old White Mike. White Lightning. Out there. Out there leading that team to 400 yards and probably three picks, and maybe he gets the win. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? You never know. The Jets on the road are two-point favorites. Uh, I like it, man. I'm I'm excited to see Mike White back. Uh, Anybody's better than Zach Wilson at this point. He just proved that again on Thursday night against the Jags uh, in in a a huge game that the Jets desperately needed to win to stay relevant in the playoff race. He was nowhere to be found. He did nothing. He did nothing. And not only did he do nothing, but when they went to their third-string quarterback in uh, Stravler or whatever his name was, automatically breathed new life into that offense. Zach Wilson looks bad every time he's out there, and I think his time in New York is probably over with, as it should have been 10 weeks ago, probably. Uh, Well, they shouldn't have drafted him. We try to say that. Ding, ding, ding. You're on to something there. Uh, yeah, I've got Mike White leading the Jets to a victory in this one. Who you got, man? Uh, I also have the Jets, I think, riding the White Lightning. I think they're they're going to they're gonna have this one. The Seahawks have, have really sputtered down the, down the stretch here. Um, yeah, unfortunately. You know, Geno Smith, he finally wrote back. Um, so, yeah, yeah, give me the Jets. Yeah, Geno started working on his calligraphy. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Pretty sad. Yeah, it's it sucks, man, because that that's such a, a fun story, the Geno Smith Renaissance. Uh and, and I think Geno's played well enough to to maybe I like to... how you said Renaissance, like there was ever a sans to begin with. Like you can't <laughs> like you, you there was no re. It's just this was the sans. I think Geno's played well enough to Float his name out there as a potential starter somewhere. Oh no, uh, no! I, I do think Stop I it. I do think he like when you look at his body of work over the entire season. I think that he he has done that. 
It listen. It depends on it depends on where there's going to be an opening. Who knows? Uh, but maybe if a team's desperate for a quarterback, maybe take a chance on Geno. Maybe take a chance. That's rough. <laughs> I think you put him on this Jets team, and I don't know if it makes them that much better. But how full circle would that be if Geno Smith came back to the Jets? I mean, he's saved, he's uh, eighth in the league in yards. He's fourth in the league in touchdowns. He's fifth in QBR. Like he's got been solid, man. He's, he's been PK solid. Captain Tyler Lockett and Noah Fant. Yeah, and if he was on this Jets team, he would have Garrett Wilson, C.J. Uzama. Like he's he'd have good guys. That's not DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Noah Fant. I, I mean, I don't dis, I don't disagree, but there's talent to be or, had or on Pete this Carroll. Jets team. That now that is true. That is true. So anyway, anyway, we're both taking the Jets. Yeah. Let's go out to LA where we have the SoFi Showdown. We've got the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, the Chargers are six and a half point favorites in this game. That's fair. This Chargers team just just got themselves a playoff berth. Uh, they're a very good football team. They're getting healthy at the right time. And I've got the Chargers over the Rams. I don't care if the Rams just put up a 50-burger on the Broncos. I don't see them doing that to this Chargers defense that has gotten better and better over the weeks as they've gotten healthier and healthier. Uh, so give me the L.A. Chargers. Who you got, man? Uh, yeah, I'm also taking the Chargers. That was that was a pretty fun pretty fun night last night. We got to watch the Chargers game while we were opening Christmas presents. My my brother in law, my sister's husband, uh, is a a huge Chargers fan. So got to watch a Chargers game with him. It was fun because go. they they won. Uh, yeah. So that was good. Um, yeah. So I I'm, I like this chart. You mean we know I I picked this Chargers team to win the Super Bowl. And how crazy would it be if banged up they came back and were able to do it? Um, I don't see it happening, but who knows? They, I could see line. them. I could see them playing anybody in the AFC close when, as they get healthier and healthier. And I and I was talking to Troy last night that we we said me, you, and Peter all said if Brandon Staley can come in this year and do less Brandon yes. Staleying, that this team is significantly better. Here they are; they've clinched their first first playoff berth since 2018. And it's because Brandon Saley learned that he shouldn't always gamble. And his gambles yep. have been much, much more calculated. And and he's not losing games because of his gambles. So uh, props to, hey, props to Brandon Saley, big time yep. listener of the podcast. He's a big fan, Obviously, big fan yeah. of Booth Review. Um, and <laughs> and so, you know, he's he's listening. And I appreciate it. Brandon, we're rooting for you. Go, go, go out there and get that win. Beat the Rams. <laughs> Show them that the, that you're the better team, even though the other one won the Super Bowl. But they should, you should be the main ones in the stadium. I I am interested to see who has the louder and more vocal audience in that stadium between the two LA teams, because uh, I feel like historically the Chargers have kind of been the younger brother to the LA Rams, uh, and with the Rams coming off the Super Bowl, but that Rams team has looked really bad, and I think L.A. fans are fair-weather fans that will root for a team when they're doing good and not care at all when they're doing bad. Uh, yeah, so L.A. and New York, they're, they're, they're fake cities. 
They don't have any kind of hundred percent. They don't have any kind of like loyalty. Why? Why put a, a team in a big city? Uh, just put them in smaller towns or Kansas City loves yeah. them. They love them. Green Bay loves the Packers. Oklahoma City, I mean, loves, love the Thunder. Love, love the Thunder. Love them. Yeah, I think that. Small I mean, I do think that is like a key to fandom. Yep. Or maybe just have one team. You know, that, stop putting that two in the same city. Stupid. That too. Speaking, speaking of Green Bay, uh, another potentially spicy matchup on Sunday. We have the Minnesota Vikings, the potentially fraudulent Minnesota Vikings, who have somehow managed to go eleven and zero in one score games this year. Uh, Break the leg. Heading into yeah yeah sixty one yarder. Heading into Green Bay, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field to take on this Packers team that needs a dub. They need every dub they can get. The Packers somehow, for some reason, are three-and-a-half-point favorites, despite what happened in Week 1 between these two teams, where Green Bay got completely dominated. Uh, Vegas likes Green Bay right now. That's crazy, man. I'm really trying not to fall for this Packers team. But I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to pick the Packers to get the upset over the Vikings. I think things are clicking. The defense looked great on Sunday against a, a very good Dolphins team. Uh, things are starting to go their way. That offense is starting to get things rolling. The one thing that worries me is Christian Watson. He was ruled out of that game towards the end. Uh, I believe it was a hip injury. So we'll see what happens with him if he's able to play uh in this game on Sunday, because if he's not, that changes a lot. He has become their dynamic big playmaker uh, on that offensive side. So if you don't have him, it's going to be tough because your wide receiver core is already pretty bad. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I'm I'm doing it, man. I'm picking the Packers. Who you got? I don't think you can consider it an upset. And just if you're watching on YouTube and you're like, what is Blake doing? I'm just tired of I'm sitting on a drum, a drum stool, which I just broke when I did that. Uh, I'm sitting on a drum throne and my butt hurts. So um, I wanted to stand up for a second. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's an upset if the Packers are favored. I don't think you can say you're picking the Packers for the upset because they're favored in this game. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. And and they would be favored on a neutral site. Yeah. So I am also going to go with the Packers. I think that there's something of ruin here. And what's funny is I picked this game and I didn't even look at the line so I thought I was mm. picking it upset too um, yeah I think the Packers team is getting hot and the Vikings they're kind of like the Giants in that they just like continue to do what they need to do to to be where they are but without like really impressing ever yeah um, so I, I'm going to take the Packers I think this team is, is kind of starting to find a rhythm and a groove um, and especially since the Vikings are the worst pass defense in the league, not a good day to go up against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say earlier that if you're, if you're the New York giants, I think I'm the Minnesota Vikings to where it's like, I don't, I don't particularly care, but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm pretty good at this education stuff. Uh, you there know, you I'm just kind of coasting over here to a nice A A average graduating yep. fourth of my class, but you know I'm not putting a ton of effort into it. That's kind of what the Vikings have done. Yeah. So, That's good. yeah, 
Here we go. <laughs> Look at that. Maybe that's why I've been rooting for them so hard all year. Yeah. And being like, hey, pay attention to these guys. They're actually yeah. good. And no, they're probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe they are good. They're just not trying very hard. That that could be it too. That could be it too. Let's head on up to Baltimore for Sunday night football. We've got the Pittsburgh Steelers heading in to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, this game got flexed into Sunday Night Football, which is fun. This is a good good rivalry. Yeah. Um, I think the Steelers are surprisingly making some noise. They still have a shot at the playoffs uh, for that, that seventh seed. That'd be fun to see. I don't... I. They're probably one of the last teams I want to see there because yeah. I think there's more fun teams. Um, but I'd be cool with it. Baltimore currently three-point favorites. Uh, that's probably fair. Uh, do we have a status on Lamar? Did he play against the Falcons on Sunday? No, he didn't play at all. Okay, no, he, he didn't. And I don't. From what I knew, he was never even like a like a threat to play. Interesting. Brett Huntley was really the more of the of the one to watch. Um, okay. Yeah. So so far, he is still listed as questionable. Questionable. Yep. Hey, I was talking slow because I'm trying to stall. Uh, I do not see any updates. This is just on ESPN's injury update. Um, so oh. just as of as of today, he is still listed as questionable, and that's all we got. Huh. All right. Well, that's definitely a storyline to follow for this one because I think that would uh definitely impact the game. But I don't know if it's my love for Kenny Pickett for some reason or my want to see Mike Tomlin keep that streak of, of winning seasons alive, I'm picking the Steelers to get the Ooh. upset over Baltimore. Who you got, man? Uh, I'm going with the Ravens because it's like I don't really understand it. I like I truly don't understand how the Ravens keep winning the game, winning games. Like this is if we if we're continuing to use the school, the school analogy, this is the kid that like never showed up to class and like ace the final like, exam. Yeah, and it was like you did. Wait, you did what? How you're in the playoffs? How did you do this? Like, what? There's nothing good about like when I look at this Ravens team. Even when I watched them play the Falcons on Sunday, there was nothing good about them. Yeah, their defense is not good. Their offense is not good. I don't. I don't know. I don't the know head, why. The head coach, man. They got ten wins. It's Justin Tucker. That's what it's just they have. Justin, Justin Tucker, Tucker their way and John Harbaugh. That's what it into is into a ten-win season. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna go with the Ravens just because it's like I don't know. I don't. They just keep winning somehow. So, uh, you know, I go with it. Yeah, I, I know that's, that's great. I know it's great analysis. I know that's what you guys come here for. It's, it's fair. For us it's to say. Fair. I don't know why this seems good. It's fair reasoning though, like because you are correct. They they do keep on winning, and there's no explanation for it uh but i i truly believe a lot of that comes down to the head coach and john harbaugh is one of the best in the league um, i would say he's, he's top five if not even top three uh and so yeah i i don't know i don't understand it either but finishing off week 17 and finishing off the monday night football schedule is arguably one of the best games on paper of of the season uh I think it's quite fitting that finishing off the start to January football, we have a pretty good preview of what we will be seeing further down the line in January. We have the Buffalo Bills heading in to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati 
Bengals. Uh, these two teams are fighting for the one spot in the AFC. Uh, if the Bengals pull out the victory, they will be tied with the Bills, and they'll have the tiebreaker over the Bills. Uh, and then we'll see what the Chiefs happen to do because they're definitely in the running as well. This is a spicy, a spicy, a spicy uh, matchup. And I've got the Bills getting the win. On the road, they're one-point favorites. I think the Bills are the still, in my opinion, the most complete team in the league, uh, especially if they can continue to do what they did this weekend. They got the run game going this past weekend. Granted, it was against the uh, Chicago Bears, so you know maybe we give them a little bit of a, of a pass on that. But they got the run game going with um, Singletary, and uh, I'm trying to remember who the other guy is. James Cook. Uh, both both look yeah. very good. Singletary had 106 yards. James Cook had 99. So both almost a pair of 100-yard rushers there on the ground. And, and that's the one thing that's been missing for this Buffalo team. We said it all last year. We've said it a lot this year. That's what they, they're missing. And if Singletary and Cook can be those guys, step in. I mean, I think Cook has gotten better and better with each week, I think. He has, yeah. Uh, so... I'm excited, man. I think this team is very, very, very good and yep. can definitely make a run at, at a Super Bowl. Um, so I'm rolling, I'm rolling with Buffalo. Finally get a, yeah. a championship. That would be yeah. awesome. I um, think I think they've got the team to do it, man. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'm also going with the Bills. I, I actually had written a question mark because I wanted to look at injury status and see if there was anything I needed to know. Uh, Lael Collins, offensive yeah, tackle big Bengals. Tore his ACL and MCL. He's out for the rest of the season. Um, that could be devastating. I mean, he was their he was their big free agent signing, right? He w- wasn't he like their their big home like, run. Like that was like one of the first big moves of the offseason, and deservedly so because no yeah. other quarterback was on their bum more than Joe Burrow right. last year. So yeah, they they needed to get someone and. You know, maybe maybe if you're if you're a Bengals fan or if you're in that front office, maybe you sit there and say, "Okay, well, we still made it to the Super Bowl without him last year." Uh, granted, our quarterback was on the ground a lot, but he still made it work. So maybe had, maybe uh, with Andrew him Whitworth last year. No, Whitworth was with the Rams. Was it? Uh, who was it? They lost somebody. They lost uh, Norwell, probably. Mm-hmm. They, they, yeah, they, they probably did. But what they, I'm saying, they lost an offensive tackle and signed Leo Collins. So right. like, it wasn't that they were necessarily without him. It's they had somebody else who was good in his spot. Right. So they don't what have I, that what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, even without him, maybe Burrow takes a couple more sacks. Maybe he takes a couple more hits. But this is a guy that has taken a lot of hits over his career thus far, and he's kind of used to that. So maybe he can he can figure it out. I know that's that. I know it sounds bad, but I'm saying that he has experience without having a good offensive line. So his experience being absolutely pummeled. So uh, it only cost him his entire rookie season. Uh, so you know, let's just. I'm not saying it's a good there. thing. I'm trying to be optimistic no, for the city of I Cincinnati. I understand, uh, but I'm not too optimistic this week. I've got the Bills. I think they're the better team, uh, especially with an injured Leo Collins. Uh, that's that's rough for the Bengals fans. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Well, that wraps up week 17. Things are getting interesting. Things are getting spicy, man. Getting things moving. Getting teams clinching spots. Teams are getting eliminated. Uh, we're going to have some more happen this week. I'm excited. Uh, we're getting into 
the fun part of the season. Um, but as always, we appreciate you listening to us. Hey, if you're going out this New Year's Eve, don't be stupid. Call Listen Uber. Call Lyft. Yeah, put put the podcast on in the car or the taxi, yeah. the Lyft, the Uber, whatever. Don't just be smart. Make smart decisions yeah, yeah. on New Year's Something Eve. Uh, we appreciate you listening, and we want to continue to have you as a listener. Yeah, uh, we want you to fan. be here next year. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But we appreciate it. Uh, if you're not in the Discord, come hop in the Discord. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitch. Follow us on YouTube. You know all the good stuff I say every week, and you don't listen to. But we appreciate it. Thank you. And as always, I think that's that. That's that.